Welcome back, everyone. This is the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Scott, joined by Rich with your average everyday Chiefs talk. All of our episodes are available on all major podcast platforms. Just look or search for the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast, as well as you can search for us on various social media pages, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. How's your day going so far today, Rich? Not too bad. Thanks for asking. Always good to talk some football. So that's uh, usually the best part of my day. Yeah. I'm, and I actually, I'm starting to get used to Thursdays now with, you know, Thursday night football and uh, us doing this before, um, you know, the Thursday night game. So it's getting kind of a repetitive rhythm and something, uh, you know, good. Like I said, get ready to for some more football, you know, tonight and this weekend. Right. Uh, and, and speaking of this weekend, obviously, um, we are trying to get back on track right now. Like I said, we're still, you know, still kind of, you know, from that Bills game, you're like, ah, time to move on to the next game. But we are facing the Washington football team um, in uh, obviously the Washington, D.C. area. And as we know, we've seen in the news, they've got a lot going on um, in the media. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out from that um, is kind of a bright spot. And I know it's uh, somewhat dear to your heart because obviously he's a hurricane and uh, one of the best safeties of all time. But um, obviously for, uh, you know, the Washington football team, Sean Taylor, they are going to uh, retire his jersey during the game. So what's your thoughts on that? I think it's long overdue. Um, obviously a very tragic event, what happened to Sean Taylor. It's one of those where you think, you know, maybe they would have done it pretty immediate um, with his short career. I mean, the impact he was able to make, not just from a pure talent perspective, but even just the stats, the numbers he had for the position and how he played were insane. So long overdue, um, you know, with all that stuff they've got going on there in Washington, it always, you know, the the conspiracy theorists in you or whatever it is, you know, the person maybe thinks a little too much. You start wondering why now? Um, maybe, you know, it's uh, it's their way of saying, um, hey, here's some good when there's not so much good going around about us. Um, and it is what it is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, well-deserved, um, the 21 in Washington, if I ever be remembered, Ashon Taylor, and um, his rookie season actually wore 36. Oh, nice. Um, so um, I only forgot about that. You're right, yeah. Yeah, so um, don't think they'll retire that one. But, I mean, it's going to be cool. Hopefully they have his daughter out there and his, um, well, you know, his his daughter's mother, um, which, which, if I'm not mistaken, I think was his wife or his girlfriend at the time mm -hmm. of his uh, – Murder, which actually an interesting tidbit. Um, Sean Taylor's daughter, so his his girlfriend at that time, is the niece of the actor Andy Garcia. If you guys um, know who Andy Garcia is, um, so yeah, kind of that whole Miami connection with Andy Garcia and his family. Um, so that's a cool little interesting tidbit. Yeah, I mean, and it's gonna be awesome. Hopefully, they do some cool things. I've already listened to a few videos or or let's say interviews from folks that, um, you know, former teammates when he was at the U and even um, Louis Riddick, who absolutely love hearing from, from a draft perspective or overall just football. I did not know that he was actually in Washington as part of the front office staff um, that drafted him. And uh, yeah, he was a big Sean Taylor fan, obviously still is to this day. So it's pretty cool. It's going to be, um, like I said, hopefully the, what is it? I'm guessing it's going to be on CBS. Um, I think the Redskins, or sorry, the football team, they play on CBS. So hopefully they show whatever it is that they do for Sean beforehand. I'm sure we'll see some things. 
um, through NFL Network and things like that. So, yeah, it'll be a pretty cool event for me. Still my mm -hmm. favorite player of all time. So um, that'll be a cool little event. Yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing that. Like, I, I enjoyed playing or enjoyed watching him play when he was um, obviously in the league for the, the amount of time he was. And, um, you know, I think he will go, you know, obviously down as one of the better safeties in the league, you know, obviously like John Lynch and, you know, various ones like that. He obviously brought a lot to the game um, that, you know, a lot of fans, especially for Washington, missed seeing, um, you know, after his, his short career that he had uh, for them. So going into the game, I'll actually send it back over to you for the uh, inside the numbers. All right. So I'll probably give you guys a little bit more numbers than what I normally do because I found some pretty cool stats. But we'll talk about those more along the analysis portion of it. So Washington football team comes in with a 2-3 and three record. Chiefs are the same at 2-3. and three. Going into the team stats portion, I'll start off with the Chiefs and then move into the football team on each one of these. Points per game, 30.8 for the Chiefs, 24.6 for the Washington football team. It looks like I've got some sounds here playing from ads on this website. So it happens. <laughs> and it's crazy because you mute them, and but because it's an ad, it unmutes itself. So right. sorry about that little blooper, guys. So yeah, as I mentioned... 30.8, so 31 points for the Chiefs per game, 25 points for the football team. Points allow the Chiefs are at 33. Washington is at 31. Total yards, 426 for the Chiefs, 353 for the football team, or Washington, I should say. Um, in the air, the Chiefs are at 298 yards a game. Washington is at 244. On the ground, Chiefs are at 128. And Washington is at 109. Obviously, Chiefs leading in both of those categories, right? Overall, better offense. Yards allowed. Chiefs are at 450 a game. Washington is at 416. Passing yards for the Chiefs. Sorry, passing yards allowed is at 309. The football team is at 301. Yards allowed on the ground, 141 for the Chiefs, 114 for the Washington football team. Um, and then just overall numbers, like I said, as, as we'll talk about along the way, the Washington football team's defense is within the bottom six teams of yards allowed overall. So um, we go into this game with two teams that aren't very good defensively. The um, cool thing is that both teams are within the top ten of offensive line, so least amount of sacks, pressures, hurries, all of that stuff given up. So that's a pretty cool little interesting stat and something that I think will be key to this game. What do injuries look like for this game so far? All right, so I had to pull up the latest injury report here for both teams, and we'll start here with our Chiefs here. So um, as of today, right now, have quite a few injuries coming in this week. We kind of got beat up um, against the Bills. Um, I will say good news is that uh, Travis Kelsey is not listed on the injury report this week, so that was actually good after he sustained that stinger um, in the was I think it was like in the at least the last few minutes of the game there. So that's good that he wasn't on the injury report this week. But um, we do have starting out uh, Anthony Hitchens has a knee injury. He did not practice yesterday. It was limited today, so we'll have to see 
for the final injury report tomorrow if he ends up playing. Um, and then we have five guys that haven't practiced at all this week. And some, some of them are very key. Uh, one of them I'll start with, Tyree Kill. His quad injury did not practice yesterday. It did not practice today. That would be a very key injury to see if he actually plays. Um, along with Chris Jones, his wrist injury. Um, if you remember correctly, he's had that wrist injury since after week one. He's played every game except for last week. So that's another key injury to see um, if we'll have him uh, this week as well. Uh, Jarvarius Ward still has that quad injury and has not practiced this week. He didn't play last week as well. And um, another one that's important is uh, Joe, Joe Thune, who actually he broke his uh, hand or wrist. See, I listed it as a hand, but I thought it was his wrist. But um, and hasn't practiced this week at all either. But he did play um, with the cast most of the game, or pretty much all the game, actually, against the Bills. So it would be interesting to see if actually he still plays, even though he hasn't practiced this week. There is one other notable um, player that hasn't practiced the week. We, that's Blake Bell, or our third string. or Is it third string? At this point, and I consider... I he's technically second, right? He's technically second, but at this point, I kind of consider him third string because I think I've seen Fordson play a lot more. But yeah, yeah I guess if you want to go technically, we'll say backup tight end. He hasn't practiced this week uh, with the back injury. So a little bit some some key injuries there on our front to see the kind of monitor and see if they actually play this week. A lot more than I, I kind of expected I, that um, hadn't practiced at all this week at all. So we'll have to keep an eye on those injuries. Yeah, the, the Thune one is the one that probably worries me the most. Right. Definitely. So, yeah, especially with our offensive line and, and whatnot. So. We will uh, we'll find out for sure on Sunday and see what happens on that. And on as far as on the Washington football team's front, uh, they have quite a bit of some injuries that had either not practiced or been limited this week. I'll just go over some of the key ones they have. Uh, one of them is Anthony or sorry Antonio Gibson, their starting running back, has a shin injury. He didn't practice yesterday, limited today, so most likely he'll probably end up playing um, this week. Normally, whenever you see that did not practice and limited practice, depending on what their injury is or how serious it was, and I didn't hear anything really bad about it from the Saints game last week, so I'm thinking he'll probably end up playing. Uh, then we have Curtis Samuel, uh, their wide receiver, has a groin injury. He hasn't practiced at all this week, and if you remember correctly, he hasn't played, I think actually last week it was his first game back um, from injury from this year. Um, so it was interesting to see if he will end up playing. He's got a lot of speed, so definitely want to keep an eye on that. Uh, their starting guard, all pro guard, uh, Brandon Sharif, uh, hasn't practiced at all this week with a knee injury. So that is a big key one, just like you know us with Thuney, Thuney, um, you know That's a big key injury to see if he actually plays this week as well. And then they have their starting, one of their starting defensive linemen, Jonathan Allen, he has actually been limited both days so far with a knee injury. So keep an eye on that. And one of their uh, younger linebackers, Cole Holcomb, he has a shoulder injury, has been limited in practice both days as well. So on both teams, have some little bit of key injuries. Most notable, obviously, the Chiefs have a little bit more, I think, as far as like star players on our team. But uh, you know, both teams do have some stars 
that are looking to see if uh, they end up playing or not this Sunday. So that's I mean, it. And a lot of times, right, these uh, Thursday reports, just a little bit of an indication into what the weekend has looked like. But, yeah, once that Saturday, yep. once that Saturday report comes around, that's when it's like, okay, this is for real. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's what you got to keep an eye on is obviously when we do these Thursday ones, like you said, it, it kind of a lot can change right in a couple of days. So the ones that obviously hasn't practiced the first two days, I mean, they could just might have rest. Right? right. And then all of a sudden they're full practice on Friday. We've seen it all the time. I'm just glad we don't have, you know, then we used to have it where they had they could list as probable. You know, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> right. And, they used to do that in, you know, fantasy football. Obviously, they list somebody as probable, and then they wouldn't play. You know, and we're just getting – it's like, what the heck? They list as probable. So, um, but, yeah, like you said, th- Thursday, anything can really happen in the next few days. But, uh, like I said last week that Jones, I thought, was going to play because he did the first two weeks or when he had that wrist injury, week two and week three, and actually uh, week four, actually, right? So he's played all the games, uh, but he didn't play last week, so I was wrong on that. But, uh, yeah, well, it's just something to keep an eye on and see how things shape up come Sunday morning. So with that being said on the injury report, uh, what is your overall thoughts going into um, this game uh, Sunday? I mean, for me, it's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs once again bounce back after arguably one of their worst games in the last year and a half, two years, since aside from the Super Bowl, right? I think this was um, second worst game compared to that in comparison to that Super Bowl game. Um, biggest thing for me is Patrick Mahomes making better decisions, taking care of the ball, um, and then the defense forcing some kind of tor- turnover, right? Um, both teams do well in protecting their quarterback. Some of it, you know, is obviously just having good offensive line. Some of it is also the fact that the quarterbacks can escape the pocket. But, I mean, it is what it is, right? They, they do what they're supposed to do. Defensively, these are two of the, let's say, worst seven defenses in the NFL. So there will be points scored. Um, and to be honest, like, when you when I saw this game on the schedule, I thought, oh, this would be an easier win. But just with how the Chiefs have been playing and, and turning the ball over and not being able to stop anything. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what – I see it being a lot closer than what maybe we would have originally thought or even if two weeks ago um, after that Eagles game. Um, yeah, I think, the, I think the defensive line for the Washington football team is going to get a ton of pressures on Mahomes. It will be interesting to see how Neon holds up versus Young or Sweat, whoever it is they throw at him. and then. Um, yeah, Kim Patrick, just be patient and take the short passing game because you know they're going to take um, the deep pass. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day for me, it's just Patrick taking care of the ball and the defense making Tyler Heineke turn the ball over because he does. Um, so, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me is a turnover battle. What about you? So, um I guess I kind of said overall thoughts, and I mean, that, that's fine. We kind of might have skipped it because I guess we didn't really get to talk about actual uh, Washington football team's performance so far this year. Um, but that's what I can kind of get into a little bit here too right now. Um, obviously, you know, as you mentioned in the stats, they're two, or three on, they're two and three on the year. And um, as we kind of discussed before we started the podcast is, you know, their offense is actually pretty decent. Uh, you know, they, their offensive line is, you know, really good. They have a really good group of wide receivers. 
Um, you know, and the running back Gibson is a pretty young stud running back. The problem seems to be is their defense. And you and it's it's funny because and as we mentioned too a little bit before, is they were ranked coming into the season one of the top defenses in the league, right? So you know, I was sitting there because I have four fantasy leagues and. Normally, I only like to do three because uh, three is enough of it. But anyways, out of the four leagues that I have, you know, I drafted them three of those leagues. So, and to be honest, all those leagues that I have, those three that I have them, they're not they're not on uh, my team anymore because yeah, it's just and you, and you look at the roster and you look at some of the games because I looked at some of the tape obviously from the Saints game they played last week and their defensive line can get after the quarterback. I mean, like like I think you had mentioned that. You know, as far as the hurries that they get after the quarterback, it's just they they have a young linebacker group, and their secondary is just kind of you just don't know what's going on there. They have some veterans mixed in with some young guys, and it just seems like their secondary, I wouldn't say is obviously worse than ours. It's it's it could be probably almost like I mean it'd probably be a little bit less tier, but. Um, they just seem to have issues as far as on that secondary, and teams are still putting points up. As you can see, their teams are putting them at least, um, what is it? Well, except for week one against the Chargers, which is a really close game, they've given up 30-plus points the last four weeks. So, um, you know, like kind of going back to what you were saying, it, for our matchup purposes, right, is eliminating the turnovers. Because if you, you know, obviously if you get – that defense of theirs rolling, they can create some turnovers. They can, obviously, they have two of the best um, in guys and probably one of the good, or I'll say one of the best defensive line. Eh, maybe like, what's a top 10 at least anyways, maybe top five. We have Chase Young, if he's playing great at all times, and then also Sweat on the other end. It's just going to be... It's going to be a long day for our offensive line, and obviously we know we know that Lucas Niang is struggling right now. So um, I, I kind of well, you know, kind of go wrong with you on that as far as like just limiting the pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and um, you know, kind of eliminating those turnovers. Yeah, I mean, and like you mentioned about the defensive line, those four names, right, with Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Chase Young, they're off. I'm not mistaken, top three or four rounds picks with Young and Allen being number one picks. Um, so they've got talent, right? From a young talent perspective, they got talent. They get to the quarterback a lot. They haven't had as many of those pressures. They haven't had many sacks, um, nine sacks overall in the year. So they get to the quarterback. They just haven't tackled him, right, to get the sack. Um, and it seems like the they just throw it up and they the receivers catch anything because they are actually the highest – passing yardage allowing secondary in the league. So right. there's a disconnect, right? Usually whenever your line is, is your defensive line gets as many pressures as they do, right? And they're fourth in most quarterback hurries and they are ninth in quarterback pressures, meaning, you know, they make them hurry up, they knock them down or they sack. So they're a, a top 10 defensive line, but yeah, whenever they throw it up, they seem to catch it. So, there's a disconnect there because that's not how defense is supposed to work. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing the, the offensive line will definitely have to deal with. And the cool thing is from a matchup perspective, that'll be fun to watch, right? Um, Thune's inclusion or exclusion will be big because Jerome Payne and Jonathan Allen, I'm sure, will pick on 
the replacement left guard is if there is one. But um, but yeah, that'll be a fun matchup to watch. And hopefully for from our perspective, it goes well because um, we definitely need Patrick to stay clean. I mean, anytime he lets go of the ball pretty quickly, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. The longer he holds on to it, he has to find receivers who aren't open. Um, and then he doesn't do too well and he starts forcing things, right? Right. So I guess, so I guess you kind of went over a little bit. So as far as our like keys or importance to the game on the offense side, I think we kind of both agree on that, that we want to make sure that the offense of line, you know, holds tack to that defensive line and pretty much el- eliminate the turnovers on offense. Is that pretty much probably would probably say is what our keys on offense is? Yeah. I mean, I didn't look up numbers for tight ends um, against the Washington football team, like you said, right, they've got young linebackers. Their first round pick was Jamin Davis out of Kentucky, a linebacker. And Holcomb is their leading tackle um, artist. So um, they tackle a lot, but not really sure how they are in coverage. So that'll be interesting to see if we can get Kelsey re-involved in the game. And then um, the ball, it sounds like it might be open deep, right? Um it might be a, a big game, another big game for Tyreek Hill as it was versus Philly. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it starts with the offensive line, them blocking, giving Patrick time, and giving him the appropriate um, – and then the, the coordinators and stuff, right? So Andy Reid and Brent and Eric Bieniemy giving Patrick the right play so that we can find players open because we definitely struggled with that last week. All right. And, uh, you know, kind of – I know you touched on Tyreek when – Obviously, I had mentioned him in the injury report, but obviously Andy had said it's nothing serious. So I'm hoping that the dig not practice that he hasn't so far this week is just kind of rest, kind of what he was doing last week with Chris Jones. So, you know, obviously we want to get into that scenario that, hey, if if Tyreek doesn't play, then they'll double Kelsey, then who's the one that's going to be open? So let's hope we don't get into that scenario and it's just rest and he'll be fine. Um, and he'll play on Sunday. Man, can you imagine a, an offense without Tyreek Hill? Oh, we already God. struggle with him, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it almost is like, well, then, you know, if we do the play that scenario card and he doesn't play, and obviously they'll, they'll take Kelsey out of the game, so who do you got then, right? And you got, you know, obviously we have Josh Gordon. He just played his first game with us last week. I mean, is he really going to be ready to be handling those you know, he's going to be the go-to guy in this game. I, you know, I just, I don't really know, you know? Um, so it'd be kind of interesting to see what happens if that does happen. Let's hope that's worst case scenario and we'll come Sunday morning and to see that he's cleared to play and it was just kind of a bruise or whatever. And, you know, he's fine to go on that. Um, as far as on the defensive side, uh, you know, obviously I was hoping that Chris Jones is going to play this week. Because I'd like to see our our defensive line fully healthy, right, for one game this year, and to see what it would look like once again with Jones on the inside, having Clark and uh, Dana on the outside, uh, also along with Nadi on the inside as well. But it would be nice to see what that would look like. Because uh, going into this, obviously that was going to be my keys for our defense was to finally hopefully see some pressure. And obviously, we know that their offensive line is pretty, I would say it's pretty good for their part on the Washington side. But, um, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more pressure with our healthy defensive line. But, you know, I don't know now, right? Is Jones going to play? Is he not? What do you think? 
Yeah, with Chris Jones, I mean, it is what it is, right? The you know we'll know on Saturday or maybe even Sunday morning if he plays. If he plays good, I hope they keep him inside. Um, if Sheriff, if Sharif isn't able to play, that's a better opportunity for him going against um, a backup guard. But again, right? We'll we'll have to wait till Sunday to see how that goes. Like you mentioned, I I don't know if Dana Okafor and Clark can get any pressure. I was just looking up even Jaron Reed's numbers to see, you know, how often he's gotten to the quarterback. And and that just hasn't worked out right. That signing hasn't done anything for us so far. Nothing. Yeah, so, nothing at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, defensively, I, I really don't have much faith in getting pressure, getting organic pressure with the front four. Now, um, we all know Spagnuolo loves a blitz. And so maybe we'll bring some pressure that way. Can hopefully force Heineke into making some of those Aaron throws that he does, and 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 we can actually make some interceptions. Um, but yeah, that's the only way I see it going good for the defense. Because yeah, organically with with the rotation that we have there, especially without Chris Jones, it's going to be very difficult versus a on paper top five offensive line. Right, right. So we'll definitely have to see what happens. As far it, it's funny that it's going to come down to injuries, right? <laughs> it's like who's going to play on Sunday is a uh, you know, could change how some of the strategies are made going into the game. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned watching the, you know, watching them play. And one thing Heineke does is he takes care of the ball um, in safe spaces, right? He doesn't do anything too crazy within, you know, that short to mid-range game. But then once he starts getting over about 15, 20 yards out, he starts making some questionable decisions. So I think, you know, the corners and the safeties, they're going to have chances to get some interceptions on some Aaron throws, even without pressure, right? Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully Sneed and all those guys have their hands with them this week. Um, could be a, a good game for the Honey Badger if they put him in the right positions to make plays on the ball because um, Heineke will throw it up there and give the opportunity for an interception once or twice a game. So we just got to capitalize on those. Yeah, we'll just have to hope and wait and see. And But uh... – yeah, I hope we can definitely capitalize on some of those bad throws that he'll hopefully make in this game and we can start creating turnovers again like we've been used to on it. Not not us turning the ball over, but us getting turnovers. So um, that would also be nice to see as well. Yeah, this is going to be one of those games where I think it'll be high scoring. I think it'll be a, 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 even, a more even game than the Eagles game was. Mm -hmm. um, I think Antonio Gibson could have a big game versus us, not only rushing, but catching the ball out the backfield. If I'm not mistaken, I think he even played like some wide receiver in college or even wide receiver in college and mm -hmm. then was converted to a running back when he went to Washington. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's also an undrafted um, free agent. Ricky, I'd have to look that up. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, def defensively, it's just – it's going to be tough for the Chiefs, I think, um, if the Washington football team is just – get the ball to their playmakers, right, with Gibson, McLaurin, um, they started using DeAndre Carter, who's one of their newer players, a lot in getting him the ball in space because he's pretty fast. So um, yeah, it's just it's just it's going to be a good game to watch on TV. Um, maybe a little too exciting for Chiefs fans because of the defense. Oh, always exciting. So uh, so speaking of that, I guess it's our time for our game prediction. So what would be your final score of this game? Um, I'm going with Chiefs 35, Washington football team 31. 
It's going to be much closer than what we think. So that's what I'm going with, 35-31. So I got Chiefs 31-23. I'm hoping that we can finally keep a team in the Under. 20s. <laughs> that's some optimism so, right there. Yeah, well, I guess I guess I'd say in the 20s because we did have 20 um, – it was 29 and uh yeah it was 29 against the uh cleveland first week but uh hopefully in the lower 20s right but we'll see what happens and the thing of it is is obviously you know the chiefs three losses that they've had this year have come against teams that are four and one um and so the other teams obviously that they've you know played well obviously against philly you know and you know actually talk about them here in a second um but you know, and obviously beat Cleveland too as well. But I just think, you know, how Washington is, how our team responds on losses, except for the Baltimore game because we lost again. We lost again the next week against the Chargers. But um, I, I think we'll respond well, and um, I think we'll end up pulling out the win. Like I said, just hopefully keeping it a lower score this game. Yeah, I mean, and the cool thing, of course, Trey, is the whole Sean Taylor thing. Um I think anybody that watched him play just doing any kind of tribute for him will get the defense hyped, mm-hmm. um, right? Their defensive line doesn't need any extra motivation. They're pretty good as is, but that'll be an emotional day for them. So um, Chiefs just need to come out clean, especially if we get the ball first, come out clean. Patrick needs to take what's given, not get impatient. Um, and yeah, because, I mean, this game could get, could get ugly quickly if we don't take care of the ball because, like I said, they're going to be they're going to be riding on a high. That entire stadium, yep, it's going to be pretty excited and 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 emotional because of the whatever Sean Taylor ceremony or you know however they do it. I hope hopefully it's a nice one and it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, awesome. And then so as far as tonight's Thursday night matchup, uh, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, it's actually in Philadelphia, but I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, you know, the Bucks are just, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about the Bucks other than they're obviously the number one team still in the league right now. Uh, they just, there's no other than they, they lost to the Rams, but it wasn't like they blew, you know, it wasn't like they lost bad to the Rams. They barely lost to the Rams. So, um, you know, I'll look for them to beat the Eagles tonight, and I don't look for it to be close at all so you know what's crazy is i think it's going to be much closer than what people expect for two reasons one the eagles defensive line is going to get i mean the the bucks line is is solid Mm -hmm. but the eagles defensive line their defense is pretty good i mean they're top 15 i think the eagles defensive line is going to really get at brady the good thing about brady or as from a defensive perspective is you don't have to worry about him running on you like josh allen or lamar jackson or or Jalen Hurts, right? Right. Then the Bucks secondary is bottom three in the NFL. Their passing game is terrible, right? That's why they went out and signed Sherman. Um, and he didn't he hasn't done much to to help them. So I think if the Eagles being at home can take advantage of that emotion playing on Thursday night national TV, get Jalen feeling himself with Devonta Smith and just airing the ball out using Miles Sander out the backfield, stuff like that, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Levante David is also not playing. So that's one of their, you know, really good speedster linebackers. And I think it'll be closer than what people think. Um, But it's all going to be dependent on how successful Jalen is throwing the ball versus the Bucs. 
But yeah, I see it being a little bit closer. I still think Tampa ends up edging them out just because, I mean, they've got Tom Brady. They overall do have the better team. But um, it's going to be, a, I think it'll be a fun little Thursday night game. And you know how these Thursday night games are, right? They're usually ugly in the like 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, last week was one of the first ones that was, I mean, but even last week, right? With, um, um, Oh my goodness! The uh, was it the Rams and the Seahawks game? It was ugly in the first half, right? It's true, it was, yeah. And then it got better, um, but then Russ gets hurt. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying is I think it's going to be a little bit better or a little bit better game. It'll be closer. I think Tampa still pulls it out by a touchdown or so. Um, but man, it'd be super cool if Jalen Hurts can kind of have like his big time coming out party. He's been one of the best quarterbacks so far this year. Thing is, they haven't really played that many good teams, and that is a, a little bit of a shade on us. So, right. I mean, I, I like I said ultimately, I, I think for me, I feel I still think it's not going to be close. I, I hope it's going to be close. I love watching closer games on Thursday night football because obviously we've gotten some crappy ones, um, you know, to start the season and obviously over the years, except for last week was actually you know obviously a decent game for sure we've had. But um, I'm obviously rooting for the Eagles. But um, you know, I just think the I think the Bucks were still end up winning it probably by at least two touchdowns. I think. So what's crazy is um, one of my fantasy teams. I have no defense right this week. My starting defense is going against like a really good team, so I'm like, I'm not going to play them. And, and it's a 14 team league, so you know, there's like nothing on waiver wire, right? Since mm-hmm. everyone like stockpiles stuff. And I was like, man, I might I might just take a chance on Philly versus Tampa and hope that. You know, they just rough up old man Brady. Good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I can't even remember. I think my defense is – I think I might actually have Washington still in that league. I think I – so, yeah, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. And, uh, and like I said, hopefully as far as on the Chiefs' sake, we'll be talking good news come Monday and hopefully uh, back on the winning trail and get back to 500 for that. For sure, yeah. Those um, those uh, conversations we have after a game are pretty depressing. You know, got you feeling all bummed down and stuff because our defense is so bad. <laughs> right. No, so we're not used to that anymore, right? I know. <laughs> Let's see. Hopefully, it's something different for sure. So, with that being said, today um, that is all we have for you. Uh, so, thanks for everyone uh, listening. Like I said, we will follow up on Monday with the recap of the Chiefs Week 6 game against the Washington football team. Don't forget to follow our podcast. Go Chiefs!